Coming up on Outcast UK. Pose the houses drag race. They are still only a section of our community. So for every you know one person that does drag, there's probably a thousand others who don't. Play Outcast UK on TikTok and Instagram. Just search Play Outcast UK. For DEI, people go, what does it mean? What does it mean? And um, my message to everyone is that do what you can. If you're an LGBTQ person, do what you can to make sure that your organisation is really um, pulling its weight when it comes to doing this because it impacts you directly. Um I know I um, certainly made my feelings known amongst an organisation that I do a lot of work for. And in the end, that was received quite well because big organisations take time to turn things around. And I know that your experience was that it's been really helpful. And uh, always a good way to start is to explain to um, the people in charge at your place what what the, the what the, the money benefits are. I always said that was the way in for you, as well as getting the, the feels right. Tell them, you know, if, you, you, if you're doing this wrong, you, you are missing out on this business-wise. Exactly. So, you know, there's the social element. You know, diversity, making sure that there's a good representation of people of different identities, ethnicities, ages, genders, etc., within an organisation. Equality, that's making sure that people have, you know, equal access to resources but actually equality needs to be evolved into equity so equality means that everyone gets given the same thing but our experiences are different and our backgrounds are different so equity means that the people are given things equivalent to their specific needs so, so it's not just that you know, everyone's having the same. It's kind of recognising that some people are starting a bit further back. Yeah. So the popular analogy on um, lots of kind of visuals is um, people stood on boxes to look over a wall and the tall person doesn't need a box, but the short person needs two boxes. That's equity. That's making sure that the person that needs the boxes, the shorter person needs two boxes to see over the wall. The tall person doesn't need it. Why would you give both of them a box each when the tall person can already see over the wall and then the short person still can't see because they're too short even with one box. So that's equity. And then inclusion is just, it's about creating the space that everybody can feel a sense of belonging. And this is a really simple thing. And again, look, businesses, especially business leaders, especially business leaders who are sometimes a bit older, or have just made decisions that they made in good faith with the best information they had available to them at the time, sometimes they can really be challenged by this as a conversation. Let's not forget what, you know, our good friends, they're not, at the Daily Mail and talk whatever the nonsense is and blah, blah, bollocks, TV, you know, all of those Spoiler, let me just give everyone the definition of woke and I'll see if I can get this right. Woke, the definition of woke is being aware of and conscious, it's being awake to social injustices, specifically around ethnicity, but not um, solely. I've got Go one on, give, give me the difference. Sorry, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to contradict what you were saying. Merriam-Webster Dictionary says it means aware and actively attentive to important societal facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice. There you go, racial and social justice. So this is a word that started off within the black community and it was a way of talking to each other and making sure that we understood who got it because there have always been white people through society who recognise 
the privilege that you have and that doesn't mean you've got loads of everything it means you don't have to fight against the things that black people do that's the definition of privilege it's not having to have the fight not that you've got the everything so woke started off as a way of black people being able to identify between each other people who were woke people who understood who got it and who the didn't. conversation who got it who didn't um so yeah it's really important that we when we talk to our business leaders we don't threaten them or don't allow them to be threatened but we just talk about this we need to create a company where everyone can feel that they belong because if people feel they belong they come to work and they do their best work they do their best work for the boss man the boss lady the boss person who makes the cash cash money said the boss man but then you're going to make it gender neutral as well because it's got to be inclusive so this is about creating an environment where everybody can bring them whole selves in my early 20s I used to have to run defence every Monday morning how was your weekend oh crikey can't talk about what the hell I did at the weekend because much gay so instantly you're having to lie yeah but you're having to lie and then put a lie on top of the lie what did you say if you'd been out to because I used to go out you've been to beyond all fucking weekends and you've gone to bed at like 5pm on a Sunday um, what did you say you'd been doing? Uh, I genuinely kind of, you just kind of give a vague, with the family. A vague answer and just keep moving. But at some yeah. point, these things start to catch up with you, yeah, and then yeah. you're always having to think about the lie that you said. And oh, yeah. you know, if and you know, if for me it was relatively easy because I was out at work, but I just didn't give the full details of my life, so I didn't have to be completely defensive. But for other people that might have to make up a fictitious girlfriend or boyfriend to present heteronormatively then they can't talk about the real gender of the person who they love, Mm -hmm. who makes them feel warm and fuzzy inside. And instead of being able to be pleased and happy when they're coming to work, they're running defense. And that means, you know, computing, they're running applications that are taking up processing power that should be better directed towards doing the work. Do you know what I I used to do um, when I would reference my home life on my radio shows because... I wasn't on an LGBTQ plus radio station or anything like that. I would have to second guess all the time how I would describe my life, my relationships. I don't want to say, oh, boyfriend, because oh, fuck off, gay. Because whether or not that was happening, it obviously was every now and again, it's still going on at the back of your mind and it's really hard to live a life like that, isn't it? Where you're like, oh, my other, uh, let's just make it easier for everyone to just do their thing and be the thing. Yeah. And so, you know, it's really important and <clears throat> that, you know, we allow our work environments to be inclusive so that, we you know, everyone feels that sense of belonging. Now, something that I think has helped a little bit is representation. And that's the LGBTQ plus community. Um, there's still a lot more to be done. I mean, let's look at kind of modern more recent iterations drag drag race has been a huge cultural export to the point that look well you know this because we've we've sat down and watched the same three episodes together in the entire history I've watched, of all no, drag i've watched world. more than three episodes. have you you've been cheating on me with no, drag race. no we have watched more than three episodes okay. but it doesn't sit front and center of our cultural experience no but it does with it does the friends yeah. of mine. So and look, for, so like Nick, for example. Yeah, like there's there's a, there's a whole fucking set of words that I don't know what they mean because I don't what watch. You do the, the phraseology, words, scenarios, 
I'm like, what do these things mean? I've had to Google it. I'm like, okay, it's from dra- Drag Race. The, what, the vernacular, the phrases, the things that people say. Um, to a point now where, you know, it was one of my work colleagues married with a wife and a child, and he's telling me about Drag Race. Who's, who's this? Johnny. Right. Um, and like, I'm like, dude, you know more about this than me. So, look, you know, multiply that out by however many people. And that, that's a really positive that there's a cultural export from the LGBTQ plus community that is being embraced by heterosexual people. It couldn't be any better that it's that when you consider the, the blend of different identities that's thrown together there. Yeah. Exactly. And it is good that there are more identities and ethnicities within that. And then again, Pose is another... And that's probably a little bit more inwardly facing on the community, but the explosion of houses, they're called? The, 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 I don't know how else you call it, a house. But again, <laughs> yeah. I see it on social media and I see kind of multi-ethnic houses. The drag and, collectives in the yeah. beginning. <clears throat> and yeah. look, and I think that's... Houses that were like urban families. Yeah. And look, I think those are real important evolutions that we're starting to see. But for every one of these two specific examples I've given, and look, Pose, The Houses, Drag Race, they are still only a section of our community. So for every, you know, one person that does drag, there's probably a thousand others who don't, who who are what I will call, what's the right word? Average, normal, middle-of-the-road gay people who don't dress differently, don't outwardly behave differently, but they're just gay, bi, and that's it. So, you know, I think from us as a community, I'd like to see more elevations of those more day-to-day experiences that the majority of people in our community face. So, again, you know, we... You know, I watch a bit more, I think it's Living, uh, that great Sky Channel. Um, but I watch a bit more TV than you. And I like you know, a bit of the dramas and the, not a bit, a bit of soap opera snob, but, but I, I like watching TV shows and I watch characters. I like character development. And there are a number of shows that I can just by watching the storylines, but more importantly, the phrases and the script writing, and it becomes explicitly clear that there is a representative team of writers within that TV show. Mm-hmm. This is us on Prime. The young, the experience of a black guy and a white family, and they all grow up together, and he's adopted, and blah 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 blah. And you some of those, that. you do love I that absolutely show. love yeah. it. It makes me almost cry every episode, and it's really clear that there are black script writers in that show, yeah, who can really talk from experience about the experience of black people or the tv show i like about because i like medical dramas but this one's about a um an autistic doctor but you know he's a good just, doctor yes I know, it's a weird name though but you know he's just one character but again you know it's like it's bloody casualty on steroids right so every week it's a different story but the people come into the hospital and they're not well and they get fixed and off they pop so but like an autistic casualty but no no he's the doctor but the the characters that come in and out of those hospitals again you know it's so representative of physical mental um abilities um there's cast members in wheelchairs it's a completely ethnic um diverse cast and 
the experiences of those people shows you that that you know again that the people who write the show are understanding of the journeys of the identities of the people they're writing for so you know what am i trying to say here i'm not sure i I know can i just can i assist you there because i I, yeah that shows that the companies that are involved in making them largely they're big us corporates big studios they're big companies they have probably listened to their staff at the time when we were putting pressure on various organisations that we work yep. for and they have made the changes and those changes are now visible at the front end and they're appreciated by you and your engagement with their products goes deeper. It's easier to draw that line of connection in the media. In my line of work, the company I worked for, people were like, we think you should change this. They listened and they made changes to what they do and now you can hear it, you can see it. The same goes for any kind of company really, doesn't it? You know, you, you when you're looking at should we work with or should not should we work with, but, you know, would you be interested in working with when you were looking for work, certain companies, you would look at the board and go, well, they don't represent me. Yeah, that's one thing so I do. It's kind of similar. Yeah, and I talk to about ethnic minority friends, I talk to women as well. And, yeah, if I'm doing research in a company, whether it's private or personal, if I'm looking for a company that I wanted to spend my money with or a company that I'm considering working for or working with, I want to know who they are. And look, everyone can write some lovely copy on a website, but show me who you are. Go to the About page, About Us page. Let me see your directors. Let me see the faces of those directors. And if there's a sea of 25 white male faces, well, that tells me everything I need to know. Doesn't mean I'll never do business with them. Depends, quite frankly, because sometimes you don't have the choice. But it helps me understand a bit about who they are. You know, I saw a tweet uh, a while ago now, and it said something along the lines of, and again, I paraphrase, New York City is such an ethnic diverse company that for any tech or startup or small company to be over 50 heads and not have any ethnic minorities in their organisation, that is a conscious policy. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. So, right. LGBTQ people, <clears throat> according to the latest census information, which which came out yesterday, um, we are what um, one point five percent gay, one point five percent lesbian, whatever. We're like three percent, something like that. Ethnic minorities, again, five, ten, fifteen percent. We're all in the minority, but women are actually numbers-wise, in the majority, yet they're treated in many aspects like they're a minority who's, who's, who, who aren't valued as much as men. So what I realise with you is that the key to getting engagement in your organisation around these issues collectively put together as DEI is to engage the women because this will affect them and then they're almost like, this is like lifting the, looking behind the curtain here, they're almost like your entry route into into making people think about um, systemic stuff that isn't on, that isn't fair, isn't it? Because then women, they then go home and they put pressure on their dad, their partner, you know, their brother who might have watched the <coughs> Andrew Tate video or something. Yeah. It's always, it's, it's, women are the answer. Um, actually, I think it's on many, many different levels. Um, they bring up sons. There's another one. So, <clears throat> like, okay, on a global level, 
on a political level, on a business leader level, I don't think we can say in good faith that the world is in a great place and most of the leading has been done by men. So just on that basic calculation alone, I think no, making more trust. space... Let's trust there's always an exception just like elizabeth holmes does not represent all female entrepreneurs she's the billionaire theranos um lady so you know i think on that very basic dimension alone there should be scope and an active conversation about creating much more space for women to be leading us as an organization as countries and a global level but yeah when we talk about this dei conversation women as you just said are a majority but treated like a minority so making space and and making um making sure that women are taking an active and front leading taking a leading role in the conversation about di in the workplace i think is incredibly important now let me caveat this there and i'll use america as an example here there are a lot of women in america who let's boil it down simply, who voted Trump, who are conservative Republicans who dove, uh, dived on conversations such as the anti-trans rhetoric because they were told there was a problem and they felt that they could perpetrate these negative opinions on trans people. And a lot of those women are now, not all of them, unpleasantly surprised that the same blob of hatred that came for trans people then suddenly went for their female reproductive rights with the anti-abortion laws. So I think it's important to recognise that women are, I think, absolutely part of this solution and a driving force within this conversation. But I guess what I'm just trying to say is don't just assume that all women are going to be part of this conversation because there will still be a minority of women who are more conservative than they are looking to be positive and actively be part of this conversation. Those... Forgive me if this is what you've just said, but those, a lot of those women are now finding out the hard way yeah. when they're losing their own reproductive rights under Roe versus Wade, yeah. aren't they? Which, in case you don't know, is the, uh, the the decision by the Supreme Court to restrict access to abortions in uh, a lot of US states. And those women who thought they were doing the right thing by saving the children and what they don't realise is that they've actually empowered the very movement that is going to take away their own rights. Yeah, so I think they a lot of them were brought in the anti-trans rhetoric. Yeah. And, you know, that really... <clears throat> the simplification of a complex conversation that doesn't involve trans people, so why is it even a conversation, around the identities of women and men. And they allowed themselves to be dragged into that. Um, they allowed themselves to be dragged into anti-migrant conversations the MAGA crowd, they allowed themselves to be dragged into QAnon conspiracy theory um, uh, conversations without realising that those conversations all include the the removal of their own rights eventually. So they've opened the door and let the wolves in, not realising that they are also one of the hens. They're dessert. Yeah. Yeah, they're the chickens. But they just, they're a different 
shade a chicken, so they let the wolves run over to, after the other chickens first. Oh, no, okay, let's break this out to a farmyard. You know, they're the chickens and they've opened the door, but other people are the geese. And they're like, oh, the, the wolves will just eat the geese first. Not realising that once the geese have been consumed, what's the wolves going to do? It's going to eat the chickens next and they are the chickens. So, you know... The same so, as gay people that don't realise... Cisgender white gay men, yeah. they don't realise that by going, oh, trans people are not interested in any of that, we don't want to be up to date with that, then you're next on the menu yeah. if you don't take the action now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, probably the best best parallel there, is, look, absolutely, if, you know, we're talking DEI in the workplace. If you're thinking about how do we have this as a conversation in the company that I work for, um, look, my experience, grassroots always helps, strength in numbers, Find sympathetic voices, find people at your level, people at the grassroots level, women, ethnic minorities, LGBTQ plus people, people of multiple faiths. And sometimes, you know, that can be a challenge. Sometimes religion challenges sexual identity, but sometimes it doesn't. Don't assume. Look, you might not find the answers that you're looking for, but, you know, if we recognise that if every minority comes together then we create space for everybody to exist within the organisation. And we may have some differences of opinions or some difference of ideologies across those minority identities, but there is still more in common than separates us. So start those conversations. Women are the majority minority, especially in some workplaces where there's still a very male-heavy senior leadership if not across the entire company so yeah recognize that you can pull together groups of people and then start having a positive conversation about it talk to your bosses about the impact of positive change if we are able to achieve this then our company will be better we will get better talent we'll get more people that want to come and work for us we'll get people who are at the top of their game who want to be part of who we are because of the values that we espouse and the things that we say about our company and the the people that we elevate within our organisation. That's all really interesting. It's always that um, we can make changes in companies and organisations that we work for as staff, freelancers or you know, volunteers. You know, it's all important and change societal change begins in us making changes in our own families, our own organisations. That's where it all begins and it's all really important. And I feel, once again, just to take us back to where we kind of began, that the fact that this podcast is here, the fact that I make podcasts about this sort of subject, the fact that you and me go out there into the world and engage the way we do with it, all comes back to that day in 2020 when George Floyd was murdered by a policeman. And a lot of this all connects back to that. Yeah, I think, you know, this particular journey, that was definitely the starting point. And again, you know, I remember as you started to brainstorm and put together the, the structure of what this podcast series project would look like, and we focused on the need for it to have a variety of voices and identities and uh, making sure that trans people were included, making sure that ethnic minorities were included and people that could present different um, perspectives um, rather than... It being the me show with yeah, me. The, the you show or the elevation of... Look, you know, look, we see lots of it where 
where the gay main can you call gay mainstream the Another gay media gender white southern gay man yeah. going oh the gay media the gay entity the gay publicly facing brands and spaces continually continue to perpetuate and platform the same voices the same identities and yeah, let's be explicit it is the white cisgender man experience so I think you know my final comment to anybody that's hopefully made it this far through the podcast is you know I'll talk from experience as a gay black man if you have any ethnic minority friends any and look I had a chat with uh, an Iranian um, gay guy a couple of weeks ago his experiences and Snap, snap. The similarities were so stark. So my point here, if you have ethnic minority LGBTQ friends, ask them about their experiences. Ask them about their experiences within the community. And when you ask them, do the asking in a frame of mind that means you are prepared to listen. And it's really important that you are prepared to listen. Because you will be challenged by some of the things that you hear. And that's okay, because that's how you learn and that's how you grow. But you have to be prepared to be challenged. You also have to be prepared to realise that at some point in your friendship, you have probably been part of a problem or the problem. And I'm hoping it was done from a position of ignorance and a lack of understanding rather than malice but if you ask those questions and look for the answers that are truly going to allow your friend to share their experiences with you then I promise you that friendship will grow your friend will be appreciative and thank you for it and in doing so you can become an ally to a minority within our minority LGBTQ plus community. And that's a really important step that anybody can take. So be brave, be honest, be open, be humble so that you can learn and you can be a better and even better friend moving forward. Steve, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Graham. Play Outcast UK on TikTok and Instagram. Just search Play Outcast UK.